Good evening, everybody. Thank you for staying with us here on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabiso Musia. Vanille Mnyand is producing the show and Bongi Wesowazi is in technical. It is a Boxing Wednesday. And that's why we thought we should just go back, take you back, find some of those great Muhammad Ali clips there uh, during his heydays. And that was one of those talking about why is everything white. And I don't understand why the audience is laughing because the audience is cracking up there with everything that Muhammad Ali was saying. But I guess he, is, he was a showman and uh, that was part of his showmanship there, uh, Muhammad Ali. Anyway, we are committed to give the sport a platform every Wednesday since it's being marginalized these days. So that's why we insist on having a special show for boxing, which used to be one of the top sports in the country back in the day. Hopefully, our little contribution will help rejuvenate those in the sport. And tonight, we're going to talk about the return of fans to venues. Boxing South Africa announced a few days ago that they've joined other sporting codes in welcoming fans back to their events but we will find out from the COO how this process will work we also have a couple of tournaments this weekend in uh, Jobek and one in KZN we've reached out to both promoters to talk to us about their tournaments so Nom Veloshezi has agreed to speak to us about her fully packed tournament in KZN uh, while we await a reply from Uppercut Promotion so if you're next to Cyril Please let him know we are looking for him here on SAFM if he can just answer his phone. But we're going to start the show by revisit, revisiting a story we covered a few weeks back about the controversial loss of Melissa Miller against Shinzo Fortein, who claimed Melissa's SA Bantamweight title. Uh, you might remember the conversation that we had in or was it August or last month? August, I think. Uh, but uh, Melissa's camp was not happy with the result. They even lodged a protest, and uh, the protest was accepted, and then it went to a review. So we're going to find out from the trainer as well as from Melissa how that review went. Uh, I do know that there is football for those interested in the football. Um, it's goalless between Pirates and Marisbeck United. There are about seven minutes left in that encounter, and earlier today, Sundowns beating Golden Arrows by a goal to nil. So Sundowns still not considered a goal in seven matches in the league so far. How's that? Still unbeaten, still no goals considered. And then also in a cricket, the Proteas are in action. They are up against Pakistan. It's a warm-up match for the T20 World Cup, which is underway with the playoff rounds, but the Proteas will officially get their tournament on uh, underway on Saturday against Australia. Uh, they've taken on Pakistan. They re, they, Pakistan got to 186 for 6 um, in their 20 overs. I know that Fakar Zaman, when I was watching, had retired on a 52 not out to give others a chance to bet. And the Proteas were struggling for wickets, but they eventually got 6. Pakistan 186 for 6 in their 20 overs. South Africa in reply... Are on 122 for three after 15 overs, so they need another 65 runs from uh, 30 deliveries. There, uh, Captain Tamba Pavuma uh, back with a 46 of 42. Rasif Anderson is still there, 55 of 32. Quentin de Kock once again going up cheaply, out cheaply for six. Uh, Riza Hendricks for seven, and uh, just waiting to see who's going to join who's going to join Rasif Anderson at the crease now that Tamba Pavuma has uh, been out. And by the way, for our Zambian uh, listeners um, who are tuning in to SAFM, there was a big result today. Leicester City beating Spartak Moscow by four goals to three in the Europa League. It's a group stage match, but the reason it's so big for us is that Petsin Dakar scored four goals. How's that? Four goals in Dakar in the Europa League match away from home. You remember, he scored last weekend uh, for Leicester uh, to become the first Zambian player to score in the Premier League. So he's now finding his feet in Dakar in England and good luck to him. Anyway, let's get back to the show now and we're going to speak to the camp of Melissa Muller to find out how that review went. 
SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, let's start by speaking to the trainer, uh, Mr. Lake Ramakhula. Just we spoke to him last time out, and um, he's going to tell us now how everything went. Uh, good evening, sir. Thank you for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I remember the last time we spoke to you, you had lodged a protest. So how did it go? Well, uh, everything was reviewed. And then uh, the verdict came clear that uh, Melissa Miller won, which is what something that was good for us because definitely we did the best out of that fight. And then... We are just waiting for any promoter will take the fight because I understand there's a ladies' fight or any promoter with a lady who must be given this fight to promote it. Mm-hmm. So you must be relieved then because when we spoke to you the last time out, you were so confident that your boxer had won that fight and you felt that the result um, was not fair. Definitely, uh, I was confident because I saw that he won the fight. Except me only. You know, I was so happy because this was not out of uh, a Melissa's camp only. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was there was complaining. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Macatella himself, he wrote on the yes. story of what he saw. And then, I mean, that was that was a clear thing that it, it didn't come out of uh, Melissa's camp, you know. Everybody who was there, he was crying about the fight. And definitely, as it was reviewed, I hate it because the judges, they saw that the fight was obviously made satisfied. Now, I remember that article by Bongani Makasela. So just remind us, Mr. Lakera Makhole, how does, it, how does the appeal process work again? You said that there would be neutral judges that watch the fight again, right? Yes. And then they score the fight from scratch? They score the fight from scratch, yes. Okay. And, uh, and then now, they... Yes. Yeah. The unfortunate part of this thing is just that now they cannot just come to us and say, uh, you won the fight. Yes. Now the thing is, we must go in the way of rematching. That's what I was going to ask you. How do you, how do you yes. feel about that? Do you feel you should have been able to keep your title or are you happy to fight again? No, because there's nothing I can do. I have to fight. But definitely I will win again. I'm confident about it. Are you going to do anything? Yes. I never stopped working. I worked since from that time. Even now, I'm still working, preparing for this fight, which is even now I think I'm, I'm there. Even they can say maybe next week I can fight. Even next week you can fight? Even next week I can fight. So you guys are ready? I, did, I didn't stop. Now, now you... I yes? I didn't stop working. We've been working since. Now you just need a promoter. I just need waiting for who's winning because I, I, I understand there they, um, they, 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 the promoter, they have to bet for taking this fight. Mm. They wanted to give it to a, a woman's promoter. Now that's the thing that I'm waiting for. Mm, Every but, time they told me who's won, when, I'm ready. Okay, But there is, is there interest from what you can judge? There's interest in the fight. Yes, I'm happy about that. That's what's happening. I'm, I'm happy. Mm. And and you think the promoters will be interested in, in taking this fight? Uh, actually, 
maybe it, it's, I can know. I don't know if it is a setup because uh, the promoter of the name called Kumwan, Joyce uh, Kumwan. TLB. While he, she, she was going to take a fight, mm. which I know she says, what a fight on the 29. Mm. But now they pulled out the ladies. Maybe they are going to make the ladies tournament only. Okay, I but see. But now I don't know who's going to take it now because Kumwani, I know, is what a fight on the 29th of, November, of next month. Now, and she listens to us, so she's gonna let she's gonna let us know before the end of the show if she's interested in taking the fight and what's the latest. But well done, Bralaki. I know you were very confident the last time we spoke to you. You felt that um, justice was denied, but I guess justice delayed is not justice denied, and the justice has been served now. Okay, let's speak to the champ, also Melissa Miller. I guess we can call her the champ now. Melissa, good evening. Thank you for taking our call here on SAFM. Good evening. How 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 do you feel about the verdict of, of the appeal? I'm very happy about the verdict, Because mm. like like coach said now, we won the fight. Even a blind person could see we won the fight. We took all ten rounds and we were still fit after the ten rounds. And so for the charges to do us an injustice like that, I, I don't believe it's fair. Yeah, and I remember when we spoke to your trainer the last time, he told us you were so disappointed by the result. You even went home, you watched it again on open view, and you were still convinced that you won easily. Just like we were convinced the night, the day of the fight, I won the fight. When I watched the fight, I scored the fight. was looking at it for myself, and it was like, where did those judges get those points from? Mm-hmm. What fight were they watching? Because the fight that I was in and the fight that we prepared for, we won the fight. Would you say it's the nature of the sport, Melissa, to get this kind of results? You know, sometimes it feels like favoritism. For me personally, those judges went into the fight with their minds made up. Mm. They already decided who's going to win the fight without watching the fight or without scoring the fight. So when the fight happened, they decided they're going to give their own score. And unfortunately... Judges like that, it kills the sport because we've been working hard. We knew we were going into a fight where a boxer was training hard because she wanted to take my belt. But we've been training hard because we want to keep the belt. So we put in double time. And now, with the, the, the rematch coming up, we're ready. Like Coach said, we're ready. We can take it next week. We're putting in even extra more to go and take our belt back. We're just borrowing it to her for a short while. She must, be, <laughs> she must know that we're coming back to take our belt. But were you not demotivated after that, after those results, considering that everybody felt that you'd won the fight and you defended your title successfully? In the beginning, I was angry because, like, like you said, I defended it, I defended it successfully. So I was seriously very angry in the beginning. But then afterwards, when coach spoke to me and everything, like, we can't blame her. It's all up to the judges. She knows she lost the fight. Unfortunately, the judges decided otherwise. And in cases like this, I think like judges should really go back and be taught from scratch how to judge a fight. Because judging like that, they're killing the sport of boxing. Yes, and we still have the trainer on the line. Uh, Bralaki, can you still hear us? Yes, I hear him. Yeah, in, in this situation where... And how different was the scoring, Bralaki, from the, from the original result? Uh, it's just that now 
everybody was scoring the same. I think it was, they told me it was 96, 95. Mm. Yes. Everybody, all, all, of, all, all of them. Unlike the first, the one was, he went the other way. Mm-hmm. Now this one, all of all three judges, they gave it to Melissa. Okay, so the first one, two went the other way. Yeah. Yes. And no, one, only one. That one, it was only one. Oh. And the other one was afraid to give, uh, let me say, to, to, to give it a draw. Mm. But even that one, it shows that somehow our judges, they don't know their, their job. Yes. And there's, there's a draw. Yes. There's no draw. If maybe there's no, uh, 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 if it's not a, a, a uh, if it's, uh, it's not a, like this one, Melissa was a champ. Mm. There's no, there, 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 there's no draw. Mm. A vacant, I know there's draw. Mm. Now, why did he was afraid to give it a draw? You know, if he's telling his story, but now you can see that it was lies. If it's true, he must still go and learn, go back to and learn how to judge, and you know, because there's rules and regulations and everything. Yes, and that's what I wanted to ask. Does action get taken against judges in a situation like this? Unfortunately, I'm not sure really whether are they getting punished or they call them and talk to them. There, I, I don't know what are they doing at SPSA. Do you think action should be taken? Well, definitely, they have to call them and say, you see, the way you do, you're killing boxing. I mean, everybody now is looking to them. How bad are they of judging things like this? Melissa, for you are, you, are you now over the disappointment of losing the fight, or do you think it shouldn't have even gotten this far? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm over the disappointment of losing the fight. It's just like Coach said, I wouldn't have mind if they came back to me and said, okay, Jim, here's your belt, you won the fight. But now, unfortunately, because of the rules and regulations, we have to box again for a fight, for a belt. But um, it's another opportunity for me to show again that I'm the better boxer. Are you going to do anything differently this time around, Melissa? This time I'm working twice, twice, twice is hard. Coach is not giving me a break. He's making sure that I correct all the things that I'm doing wrong and that we're going into this fight further than what it was for the, for the previous one. You can't live into the judges now, can you? No, it doesn't, say right? We <laughs> can't. It seems like, you know, I'm a distance boxer. I love mm, mm. going the distance. But now it seems like we have to, it's like going to Islam and you have to win on a knockout <laughs> to win. I mean, and I mean, this is my hometown. Yes. No, that's fine. So well, yes. We're going to have to work extra. We're actually, we're actually working extra hard. Mm. And we're going to have to work on how we can end the fight before it, it um, reaches the end round. Okay, so you'll be ready anytime they say that uh, you can fight? Anytime. After, the, after we... we after coach later the appeal, um, we didn't take off long, and then we immediately started to prepare for rematch. So we never took a rest or a break. So we're ready. We're ready already to take the rematch. Wonderful, Melissa. We wish you all the best. You're still the female boxer of the year, right? Because there were no awards last year. Yes, I'm still the female boxer of the year. Yes, yeah, there yes. Were not, there were no awards.
Yes, still the reigning SA female boxer of the year. All the best then, Melissa. Uh, good luck in the next fight. Thank you. Thank you. Keep well. Bralaki, thank, thank you for coming back to us, giving us an update. You. You, you really believed in this win and you've been vindicated. So well done to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Keep well there, Lucky Ramakola and uh, Melissa Miller talking to us about the review of their fight. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, before we go to our next interview, we're just going to play you a little snippet because somebody reminded me on on social media this morning. And thank you for reminding me because I don't think I would have remembered, even though we've done the story before. Uh, Jabulani reminded me that he said today, he said this morning, Hi, Tavi. So I hope South Africans do not forget that today marks the 42nd anniversary of the Kher Kutsier and Big John Tate heavyweight boxing fight. I hope the box back bomber is doing fine. You might remember if you've been listening to us that we covered this. Was it last year or the year before? Uh, this big fight where uh, John Tate was taking on Harry Kutier and for the first time um, uh, black uh, supporters were allowed at Loftus and they were all there in their numbers and I remember we spoke to some of you who remember that time uh, during those dark days of apartheid and you were telling us that um, even though Kheri Kutsia was a nice guy and he was one of those that spoke against apartheid, but you felt that you had to support the black guy, John Tate, even though he was not South African. But I remember one or two voice notes saying that they, they supported, some, some black people supported Kheri Kutsia at the time, but others couldn't bring themselves to support a white man because of what was going on in the country. And that's why that fight will stay in people's memories for a very long time. So thank you to Jabulani for reminding us that today it is 42 years since that since that fight. Okay, before we go back to that fight of John Tate and Kherakutsi, I believe that there is some reaction here to the clip we played of Muhammad Ali. Um, I, di- I didn't ask for reaction. We were just playing a clip just to uh, go back to the old days there, but somebody has sent a reaction. Let's let's hear what it says because I'm, I'm not sure what, what I they remember, say. Yeah. Uh, before you start, you know, just to correct uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, statement there. I mean, I grew up in the village, you know, until I moved to the city, that's when I heard of black people, you know, as closer people we called ourselves, Abando, Abanzundu, which is dark brown, but yeah, he's American, he thinks knows everything, but it's okay. You know, back to the boxing, I mean, South African state of boxing is disappointing, guys. Why don't we have people in the Olympics? I mean, what is going on? Can somebody explain that? I mean, I, I even look at the Olympics, Nah, not even a single South African woman or, or men. What's happening, guys? Yo, ah, you guys are poor, man. Yo, I don't, I don't really care about these tournaments that you guys host anymore. If they, we're not gonna have people, you know, in the Olympics. I know that if they make money for you guys, and the boxers, and but in particular for you, the promoters, they make money. So maybe it's all you care about now, money. Why can't we have people in the Olympics? Okay, thanks for that, member. We actually did cover this extensively um, in the build-up to the Olympic Games and uh, during the Olympic Games. We, 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 we were really disappointed that South Africa could not send boxers uh, to the Olympic Games again. Again, for another year, 2016, in Rio I was there. We had no boxers at the Olympic Games in Rio 2016. And we tried to go back and find out why. Uh, because I remember a couple of years ago when Sports Minister Fiki Lembalula was, was in office, he had given 10 million rand to Sanabo. And part of that money was to be used uh, to get boxers to the to Tokyo Olympic Games. And uh, we've tried to reach out to the previous board of Sanabo. 
uh, and we still can't get hold of the leader of Sanabo at the time, Mr. Andele Mofu. I'm going to say it now because we've tried and we've given him an opportunity to speak to us. He does take our calls. He does say, call me again next week. I will speak to you about what happened to the money and why we haven't been able to send boxers to the Olympic Games. But every time we have to speak to Mr. Andele Mofu on the show on a Wednesday, he basically runs away from us. I'm sorry, there's no other way to put it now. And it is not fair, Mr. Mofu, to the boxing community. You were in charge of Sanabo. You were responsible as well as your board to take boxers to the Olympic Games. You were given money by the sports minister at the time and the least you can do is to come and account to South Africans and tell us where the money went. Just tell us where the money went. Tell us why we have no boxers at the Olympic Games. And at the moment, the way you're running away from us, it seems like you don't care. You don't care how the people feel. You don't care by the fact that South Africa had no boxers at the Olympic Games for two Olympic Games in a row. It is embarrassing for a country with a rich history like this. I mean, we spoke to the likes of Philip Ndo. We spoke to the likes of Hokma Kepula. We spoke to Jeffrey Matebula, who were at the Olympic Games previously. And those guys are hurt. They're willing to help. They want to assist. They are hurt that South Africa can't produce Olympic boxers because we know that the talent is there. I remember when we were doing this, you see now I'm getting emotional, when we were doing this, even the boxers were posting on Facebook saying that um, the, the, the leaders of boxing have let us down. We should have been at the Olympic Games. We should have been fighting against these guys. But the leaders don't want to come and account. They don't want to come and, and speak to the people that they claim to have represented at the times. And it's very disappointing. Very disappointing. And hopefully you will one day come and talk to us and explain to South Africans, where is the man? Ipimali, where did it go? Why did we not send boxers to these Olympic Games, Mr. Andy Lemov? Anyway, let me take you back to 42 years ago. Proud of better than 81,000. Very excited about this fight, but very disappointed. Right throughout, it has been John Tate taking command. The vaunted punch of Katsia has not been present tonight. Either John Tate can take a whale of a punch, or Katsia has not been able to punch as well. It certainly happens in the 15th round. He has no strength left. Tate is taking him apart again methodically. Right hand by Tate. That was firing. Final round of the scheduled 15th rounder. Tate is showing that he should be the heavyweight champion of the world. He has done an excellent job tonight. He fought the fight he needed to fight, and he is finishing off Patsia just the way it should be. There is no question that he is the heavyweight champion of the world. And we're talking WBA version. Larry Holmes would be the man that Tate would have to be if he hangs on here. And that fight is going to be a little of a fight. Katsia hit by the left hand of Tate. Katsia has proved one thing. He can take a tremendous shot. Durant is saying behind us the referee would be justified in stopping it, but that's not so. Right hand by Tate. Final seconds of the final round. And we'll be back with the decision after these messages from your local station.
Pretoria as we await the decision of this WBA heavyweight championship fight between John Tate and Hedy Garcia. Let's go to the ring. The new heavyweight champion of the world, John Tate. So there you have it then. That takes us back to 42 years ago, Loftus first first felt in Pretoria, 20th of October, 1970. It's still called Loftus, can you believe it? 20th of October, 1979. Yeah, what a fight it was. Some South Africans will never forget this one. I still can't believe boxers were fighting 15 rounds back in the day. How fit must he have been to fight 15 rounds? It's like watching football, watching those retro games on SABC, and then you see they make a back pass to the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper <laughs> uses his hands. <laughs> I can't believe football football used to be like that. I, I really cannot believe it. But anyway, I'm still talking boxing and we've got on the line now the COO of Boxing South Africa and acting CEO, Ms. Sendinkomo, to talk about the return of fans. I wonder, okay, I mean, you wouldn't have been around in 1976, um, in 1979, Ms. Sendinkomo, but how much do you know about this fight here? Tate and Kutsia. Hi, Tajis. I was actually <laughs> laughing because I, I was actually seven months. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was seven months old at that. Uh, at, at, uh, actually, no, no, no. I was just over that, but I was still, still very, very young. Mm. Um, and, and I just said to, to, to the producer right now, uh, amazing that I just had this connection uh, mm. as I was listening to, you know, to, to, to you talking about this fight. There used to be a game, but I can't recall exactly mm-hmm. what game it was. But it had a it, it had a rhyme that that went, "Big John Tate, Mamurovile." <laughs> I I can't I can't <laughs> I can't recall what it was. But but yeah, I grew up uh, playing that game. I don't know whether Nilimukusha or it was skipping, but it was along those lines. So I'm surprised actually because the, the translation of that suggests that uh, Big John Tate lost. But we obviously know that the, the results uh, were, were were different. But I guess it was how how intense the fight uh, was, mm. and that uh, basically led to that uh, you know to that rhyme. So so yeah, it's uh, it's it's just one of those that you connect with your with your childhood. I think actually when we covered the story a year or two ago, somebody came on air and sang that song also yes. about Big John Tate. <laughs> so I think I remember what you're talking about. Sipo Masheko, you'll remind us if if you if you are listening. But what a historic fight it was. Uh, black players, uh, black f- uh, supporters rather, fans allowed to be at Loftus for the first time there to witness Kutsia up against Big John Tate. And um, talking about fans returning to the stadium, that's why we have uh, the COO on the line. COO, we saw the statement this week that uh, you are allowing spectators. Um, I thought you were going to put your feet up and take it easy now that you're leaving, but it looks like you're still hard at work. Yeah, but that's the commitment that I that I made, and and that's what you do, uh, you know, in in an office in an office space. You you work until the the last day. So. Uh, yeah, I continue. Um, yes, uh, great news, uh, return of spectators to sports in general. And uh, we needed to just issue that statement because there were certain areas that we just needed uh, to to clear. And it comes just at a time when 
we are heading to uh, a weekend where um, Velo Promotions will be hosting a tournament. And I extended mm-hmm. a call to, to the promoter uh, this morning to just make sure that she does understand that she is allowed to have spectators. And uh, if she's considering that, that she must just make sure that she has, uh, you know, everything in place and uh, makes uh, the necessary arrangements. Wonderful. And we're going to speak to her after we talk to you. Um, but... Um, did you have to present again this time around then for fans to return or did you have to go with the regulations of government? No, we had to go with the um, regulations of uh, our government. They were issued, we first got a glimpse of them on the 11th uh, of October, but uh, yeah, the directors actually uh, then followed uh, dated 15th of October now with a little bit more details, which was which is what we were waiting for. But specifically, we just wanted to ensure that, uh, you know, um, certain questions are, are, are then covered. For instance, we are not sure in terms of vaccination, as you would know, uh, you know, the, the, the Bafana Bafana um, uh, uh, soccer match, um, uh, the 2,000 needed to have been vaccinated. So we just wanted to make sure that uh, if that is in place so that we can communicate it. But at, the, at this point in time, there are no indications that is a requirement for all sports around. And uh, Hence, we then covered it in the communication as well. And let's go to that communication now. So what are the numbers for us in boxing? So it's 750 uh, for indoor venues, up to 750. And uh, for outdoor venues, it's up to 2,000. And I understand that this is applicable to all the sporting codes. And uh, and, and obviously, it be dependent on what type of venue you are using. However, if a venue, uh, for instance, if it's an indoor venue and can only take uh, less than uh, the 750, you have to then comply to 50% of the capacity of, of the venue. So in this case, if the venue can only take 500, you're not going to go and take 750, but you'll have to go with the 50% to allow, you know, issues of uh, social distancing and just crowd ma- management uh, uh, control. And then I see there, there's a time issue also. What are the times and, and uh, the cutoff times? So the care, current curfew is uh, from 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock. So we are requesting that all tournaments must not end later than 11 o'clock. And this is also in line with the opening times, operating times of various establishments. This is to allow, you know, personnel and for us, you know, staff um, uh, um, that the promoter would have would have uh, contracted, um, television crew, our own ring official and our own staff to have that gap to be able to uh, make it back to their place of residence before they kept your time. Mm. And what other protocols then do promoters need to be aware of? Besides the testing, we'll get to the testing. So so nothing really has changed in terms of COVID-19 regulations. We are, we are still going to you know, abide by, by the normal uh, protocols. But just specifically to come to BSA requirements, mm-hmm. we are going to be reverting to the normal requirements. So during, um, you know, uh, no spectators, we were sort of uh, lenient and also, uh, you know, uh, taking into consideration that um, a lot of people lost uh, revenue in terms of business, etc. So it did not make sense to hire a full security uh, when there are no uh, um, uh, spectators. So we allowed a scaling down. But of course, if you were hosting a tournament in a place like a casino, 
um, that ordinary, the security comes ordinarily with the venue. But if you are uh, hosting in a venue where you would have to put in security, we were lenient in that you would have to scale down uh, because obviously there are no uh, uh, spectators. Mm. Now we are reverting to normal operation where security uh, companies have to be engaged. We will also be requiring that all venues be compliant with the boxing uh, regulations because that's also an area where we sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, relaxed uh, the requirements a little bit, knowing that it's only boxers, their crew, and just a few uh, selected uh, uh, people in terms of uh, uh, tele- uh, television and uh, venue staff. So now we are reverting. Uh, to the normal regulation where the venue has to comply with the requirements of uh, the regulation. Your, in terms of exit, light, lighting, um, parking areas. So the normal operation then goes back and then over and above that, you then have to comply with the SASRIA requirements as an inv- uh, event hoster and also um, then look into uh, the compliances for COVID-19, ensuring that there is sanitization, um, wearing of masks. I know that when I say this, a lot of people sort of like, you know, think of a tournament where people are wearing masks and then mm. they still need but <laughs> the reality of it is that, you know, these are the times that we're living in and we just have to comply. We will soon get out of these, uh, uh, you know, uh, restrictions and, 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 you know, things uh, go back to normal. But in the interim, we are just requesting our licenses and fans to just abide by the, uh, uh, you know, the requirements of uh, the COVID-19 uh, protocols. So we can't be singing and cheering there. We must just clap. Yeah, you must. You remember, <laughs> even when the, the regulation said you can go to church, but you cannot sing, you know, mm. it, it is the times that you are living in. They will harm, man. But what's important is that, you know, the, the, the ring entertainment is there and uh, let's let's get back and uh, enjoy the sport. We have missed being at tournaments very, very much. And therefore, we would want to ensure that we do not place ourselves in a situation whereby those, uh, you know, uh, relaxations can be uh, reviewed and, and we go back to situations where we are not allowed attendance. So um, I, I would want to appeal to our you know boxing community fans um that let's just work with the promoter uh to the best of of their abilities so that we can just get our spots back we saw with bafana um, when they allowed fans to come back there to be vaccinated is it the same for boxing there has not been any indication certainly uh we take um you know the guidelines from from the regulations in the directives and there is uh, no, um, you know, requirement for that at this pr- present time. But as we mentioned in the communication, if there are any changes, especially relating to that, we'll certainly uh, communicate uh, that. But I would also want to appeal, uh, you know, as uh, as Boxing South Africa, especially to our to our boxers, that we must get uh, vaccinated. Um, and I think, you know, vaccination will just help us to get um, yeah things back to normal. Yes, vaccination is not a, pre- a preventative, uh, you know, approach. Uh, it will certainly not prevent one from, uh, you know, contracting COVID-19, but we do know the benefits of, of vaccination. And I think for the sport, it will be definitely, uh, you know, good that the more people that are, get, are vaccinated, the more case we have to even increase those numbers to, to, to bigger numbers. So I would like to appear to our licenses and, uh, the, you know, uh, the country in general to just get uh, vaccinated. And then the testing then, does it remain the same as it's been throughout this period? 
Yes, and the, in the recent uh, uh, directives also, there has not been any changes in terms of that. You will uh, know that every time there is amendment of regulations uh, or a, a, a requirement, that gets uh, into um, you know the, the directive. So there are no changes there. Uh, but we continue engaging and also just benchmarking uh, um, uh, 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 So In fact, uh, now that I'm speaking to you, maybe you should have been one of the people that I do call. But yeah, we are also just looking at what do other sporting codes, um, mm-hmm. you know, comply with, and just make sure that we are in line. The same thing that we did with the with the bio bubble, we mm-hmm. had to look at what other sporting codes um, are, are doing, and then align ourselves with it. And we will certainly do. But I must say that we do understand that you know the cost to to uh, to testing is quite quite a lot and uh, where we can obviously be able to uh, remove that as a requirement we'll certainly expedite that and make sure but at the moment it still uh, remains as um, as a requirement regardless of uh, uh, your vaccination status so whether you are vaccinated or not you will still be required to uh, do a test okay and is there anything we've missed here coo no not at all anything but, else you uh, want to add yeah, just a quick one, which is not related to this. Um, I, you know, Tadisana, and I'm sorry to just uh, plug this in. I've heard a lot about, uh, you know, um, issues of uh, ring officials and uh, and the complaints. And I want to plead once again, especially to our licenses. You know, it's good and all to have this discussion outside of Boxing SA. But the reality of it is that nothing is going to happen until those things are brought to our attention and that we obviously um, attend to them if needs be. But we must also understand that whenever there's a review of a match, whatever the outcome does not mean that the initial uh, scoring was incorrect. And if my, if my English is not uh, uh, escaping me, yeah. you see, judging is a very subjective matter. It's a matter of how you see it. And therefore, you cannot really say that uh, in all instances, somebody has lost or somebody has, has won. And that's why you have three, three judges. Otherwise, we'll just have one person because it is that clear cut. But the undertone of what I'm trying to say is that mm. let, bring those two to Boxing South Africa. Uh, there is a review, um, a fight review process that is, is in place and it is working very well. But also, if you feel that there are certain gaps that are, exist within our ring officials, bring that we are actually working on training and development of our ring officials, but we are not going to win the discussion if we are having it on Facebook, on Twitter, but the custodian of, of, of uh, um, you know, officiating is not aware of these challenges. So I want to plead Mm. with the public in general, but especially with our licenses. Bring that to Boston, South Africa. There is a platform to raise those issues, and we certainly will attend to them just as much as we attended to the previous one. But it does not mean that when it's an, a different outcome is then uh, placed, that the, the, the previous uh, officials were wrong in their, in, in, in their scoring. Okay, thanks for that clarity. And I guess the review uh, process does work because we've seen now uh, that there's been a review of the result. But then what happens to the judges, especially maybe if, if, if it's not the first instance with the judges, do you also monitor them to see if these mistakes are common or not? We will certainly do that. That's what I'm saying. Currently, there is uh, a task team that is working on this training. And one of the things that is going to be done is the development of uh, you know uh, procedures on how to uh, on how to manage certain situations, but obviously when there are issues 
uh, that are picked up, uh, we will certainly have to address them. But I think just on the on the on unofficial um, uh, side of, of things, in the meantime, we do actually engage the different um, you know ring officials, especially when we see sometimes that there is a mistake that has been made in calling off a result or, or anything like that. So we will manage that until such time that we have those processes and we are expediting them and making sure that by the end of the financial year we have actually documents that relate to that and this will also be in consultation with obviously uh, more experienced um, you know uh, ring officials and also just aligned to international standards in terms of how do they deal with that but what is very very important is that we need to have those inputs from the boxing lovers we are administrators and sometimes we don't have the total know-how of everything and this is where it is very very important that boxing community licenses and experts in the in the industry stay, stay close to boxing south africa because we are not going to be able to do all of things on our own but certainly we will take input okay thanks for that clarity CEO, and thanks for speaking to us and here's a message for you it says please tell her we also used to sing basha ye john tate batata machans yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you see i'm not i'm not, I'm not you're not too one, far off today i'm richer because i know where this thing comes from <laughs> wonderful thank you for speaking to us miss Ndingkomo. thank you so much okay thank you john tate fans <laughs> are coming out here john tate by the way was an american but uh, I guess at the time, I guess during the, 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 the days of apartheid, um, people were supporting John Tate because he was black. Supporting anything black at the time because of what black people were being put through in the country of their birth. Let's take a quick break. We'll find out more about one of the tournaments that is happening this weekend, which has already been mentioned by the COO. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. In a pickle over what delicious meal to make next? Get inspired by the wide variety of mouth-watering recipes that you can follow along on Espresso Morning Show's exclusive food YouTube channel or on our website, expressoshow.com. Recap our recipes whenever, wherever with Espresso, And be sure to tune in to your feel-good breakfast show for the best in recipes every weekday from 6 to 9 a.m. Lung cancer is a leading cause of cancer death in South Africa. Smoking causes more than 80% of preventable lung cancers, but people who don't smoke can also develop lung cancer. Get to know the signs. A new cough that doesn't go away. Coughing up blood, even a small amount. Shortness of breath. Lumps or swelling in the neck and face. Unexplained weight loss. If you have any of these symptoms, contact your healthcare practitioner or visit your nearest clinic. Brought to you by Cancer and MLCCP. This is a SABC Foundation-supported initiative. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Talking about Twitter, some people say they love that clip of Muhammad Ali. Mavulandlela says, I loved it. Um, Muhammad Ali, the black boxer, was great, very conscious. Thank you very much. Please share it online. Okay, we'll try and do that. And uh, by the way, in cricket, the Proteas have beaten Pakistan here. They did manage to chase down uh, that target of 186. They got to 194.4 in the 20th over. So winning by six wickets, the Proteas, well done. Rasif Anderson with 100 there. So uh, great going into the World Cup, but it doesn't matter now. It matters in the World Cup proper that starts on Saturday. So let's keep that momentum going, please, folks. And it's finished nil nil between Paris and Marisbeck. Let's go back to boxing now. And we're going to talk about the tournament in KZN this week, um, Velo Boxing Promotions. And we are joined on the line by Nomvelo Shezi uh, to talk about her tournament. Good evening, Nomvelo. Thank you for taking our call on SAFM tonight. 
Good, good evening, Tabiso, and all the SAFM listeners. Thank you. How have your preparations gone for this tournament? Ah, not bad. We, we, we're still there in line, mm. and everything is still in order. Uh, yeah, what I can say is that for tomorrow, we are preparing to do COVID tests for the boxers and their coaches. And then the venue is fine. And yeah, then the world is waiting for us on, on Sunday. Lovely. Peter Marisbeck City Hall, right? Yes, yes. And what kind of support do you have for this tournament? I had a different support because um, what I can say is that uh, I'm grateful for, for the call that I I got this morning from Miss Cindy Ngomo, mm. the CEO of boxing. She called me and confirmed that the, the spectators are allowed. And she asked me if I have seen the memo that they released on the 18th of October. And I said, yes. She said, no, just relax and know that the spectators are allowed. Just apply the COVID rules and the protocols and everything will be fine. And she brings me much hope that the tournament will be happening no matter what. Wonderful. And then yes. when it comes to government sponsors, mm. Department of Sports, uh, I'm so grateful with their support. Uh, it seems that everything will go well, very well. That's awesome. So you are hoping, you are inviting fans to come to the tournament? Yes, yes, uh, I did invite and I'm uh, still uh, distributing posters that confirm that the the, the spectators are allowed with, with, with masks and we will, we will apply the COVID rules and regulations by using sanitizers in the venue, social distancing, all of that. Okay, we're going to help you also spread the word and get the word out there that you are allowed fans at your tournament. And how, yes, how tough has it been organizing tournaments during this time of COVID and with no fans allowed? Pardon? I'm saying how tough, how challenging has it been to organize tournaments during this difficult period? It's, it wasn't easy, but what I heard in my mind is that I, I wish to see boxers in the ring. And since I have the department support, I say no, no matter what is happening in this world, but the tournament will still happen if we still have department located in Department of Sports and Recreation. And then they, they make things happen. Um, they, they, they do by all means with their power to, to assist us to make tournaments. So I said, no, let me use my skills and my talent. To, to show that they still boxing in KZN. And I look at the bill here, it looks like it's KZN against the Gauteng province. Is that correct? Yes, yes. <laughs> Is that intentional? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we want to see who's the best. Yeah, actually, to, to be to be the best boxer, you have to fight the best boxer. So that's what I told the KZN boxers, that mm. you can't prove yourself if you always fight the... Uh, uh, if you always fight homeboys or home female boxers, mm. we have to go out to to go to Jobek and Limpopo and other provinces that they they think they are bad provinces and fight those people so that we can prove that uh, KZN is the best. So if if I I I, I saw this bill uh, this this week, yeah, I think it was Monday, and I was thinking well, like, no, this is a this is a war. 
because <laughs> if I look at the four rounder, six rounder, eight rounder, and also the the the, the tightly fight, I noticed that there is no fight that is is weaker or that is not entertaining. Mm. All of them, they are very, 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 very entertaining. And, and I'm sure even, even the spectators will take out the mark. <laughs> I think they, they, <laughs> they, they better not. But which, which, which are some of the fights that excite you that you want people to look out for? Hey, all of them. You can't so, choose, so, no? Yes. Since from uh, the from the four four, four rounders to, to the ten rounders, uh, all of them, all of them, and I promise that people will see that they what is boxing. Okay, we 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 really wish you all the best. How many fights do you have? Nine bouts. Nine. Yes. And on eight of them is Gauteng against KZN, except for one when Pilotele will fight Rofio from Limpopo, right? Okay, wonderful. And I think Kopane Mukwena is also there fighting. Yes, Kopane is fighting one of our best. Uh, <laughs> I can say he's one of our best boxers because he had only two fights but two knockouts. And he, he had a good record from amateur. So that's why I said it's one of our best. Okay, wonderful, Nomvelo. We wish you all the best and thank you very much for taking our call and we hope that spectators uh, will attend there and hit the call and go support boxing with missed boxing and live boxing. Okay, thank you so much, Tabiso and SAFM for always giving us this platform to reach our sport lovers. Thank you so much. Okay, no, thank you for that. Uh, good luck, Mvelo promotions there. Yes. We will punt it tomorrow and on Friday just to remind people about what is happening? And if you don't know who Nkopane Mukwena is, I was hoping that I could remind you because we've spoken to him on the show here, but the clip doesn't open. Let me see if this works. If it doesn't work, please accept my my apologies, but I'm sure you will know who he is. But here's the thing. He beat the cows and yeah. wanted to continue. I think the referee should have given him maybe... One is we go to you but not at all. This is not fair. second fight This is second fight. This promotion case and KP and funny case and KP That is why I'm so. Referee, we didn't go and after OML. I was still going to continue. This is not fair. Not at all. I'm leaving boxing. I quit. I quit. I quit. Okay, that's our guy in Kopane Mukwena speaking to Kona Mwabelo back in the day after that fight. I'm sure you remember him very well. So he's back in the ring. The man did not quit boxing. Well done, Kopane. And he did tell us that he's going to come back and he's coming back and we wish you all the best in this tournament of Mvelo Boxing Promotions. We're going to have to leave it there because of time. It is time to go to news. Independent and impartial. This is SFM News.